Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Ascendify podcast with Jessica. I've seen this trend going around and I wanted to do it. I know I haven't posted a podcast episode in a really long time, so if you want to know why, I'll talk more about it at the end of this episode, but I don't want to do a long intro, so let's just jump right into it to 15 things I learned in 2022. So number one biggest thing, and I'm dealing with it right now, I think I always deal with it, is it's okay to change your direction in your life, in your career, um, with your relationships, with anything, is for me personally, it's sometimes when I do things, it's like I know they're not working, but for some reason, I just refuse to let it go or I don't want to change it because to me, it feels like it's a failure if I let it go or if I don't continue on or if I change course, then it means that I failed or I didn't see it through. And that's always been a really big thing for me. And this year I've realized that it's not a failure and it's okay. And you can change your direction in anything. You could change your life at any moment. It doesn't have to be a grand thing. You don't have to tell the universe, well, not the universe. You don't have to tell everyone. You don't have to put it on social media. You don't have to declare it. It, it. it can be something that's so personal and private to you. And I think for me, that took away a lot of embarrassment and also made me realize if you keep doing things that aren't really working or not making you happy or you have just outgrown whatever it is and you just keep doing it I mean are you really going to get far are you really going to reach your goals are you really going to be happy so to change your direction even if you've invested so much into it I think it's okay I mean I'm not using my college degree for what I went to. I'm not, I've like changed my career path so many times and done so many different things and tried so many different businesses and none of them have worked a lot. But if I, if I kept doing things I knew weren't going to make me happy, then I would just continue on to be miserable. So it's something that seems so obvious, but I think when you're really invested in something, or even a person, it feels so hard to walk away or just to try something new or to introduce something new because you just, for me, like I just didn't want to feel that failure. And now I'm realizing that changing sales is actually, is what's going to lead me to not fail. And it's going to let me go further. And who wants to do the same thing all the time? Like we're not meant to. And I think that with goals, it's so easy to, you know, you make up this big dream and all of these things, but you don't realize that when you're actually doing it, even if you end up in the final place, all those little things in between that you could have never imagined happening or you didn't even know about, those are the things that actually push you the furthest and and get you the furthest. Number two is your journey is completely different from others and listening to your intuition over other people's advice will always get you further. And see, I always feel like I need to put a disclaimer for this one, but I do because it's not that I don't value other people's advice and it's not that other people's advice has not greatly helped me. Um, Other people's advice allows me to see a different perspective and almost sometimes gets me out of my own head and out of my own way. 
Um, so that's not what I mean. You need other people to sometimes tell you that, you know, hey, you're really involved in this and you're really in it and you can't see out and you need that that other perspective. And I always super, super greatly appreciate that. But I do think that when it comes to specific things in your life, you know what's best for you. And the other thing about advice is that you're telling people something from your side of the story and how many times have you left parts of the story out because you either didn't want to make yourself or the other person involved feel bad or you didn't want judgment on that thing so it's really not other people's fault because they sometimes don't know the full story and the other half is that when you're and this is what I'm always super careful about is that if you're asking advice to me I always keep in mind well I'm pretty much asking about someone else's experience with whatever I'm talking about because their advice is going to be so swayed towards what they would do and the lessons that they've learned which is great but it's also not great and this is why you need sometimes to just you know you can get this advice from others but it's good to come back and realize well my life experiences have been different and the way that I think and operate is different and I'm the only one that knows what's best for me, what I truly want, Um, you know, who wants to speak all their fears sometimes or maybe when someone's giving you advice, you know, I always look at them and think not in in a negative way but like would I want to live your life? Would, Would I want, do I want what you have? And I think when someone has something that I deem like I would want this, then then I'm more inclined to listen to them. But at the same time, it's just really hard because people do what's right for them. So what's right for them isn't right for me. And so many times, like I've regretted listening to other people, but I've never regretted listening to myself. And even if I did, then I took that learning lesson from it because I went through it personally. I didn't just go off of, you know, someone's advice and that then made me better. And if that situation comes up again, like I'm going to know, well, I did that last time and I really didn't like that outcome or I really didn't like that thing. So again, get people's advice. Sometimes it makes you feel better, but always come back to you, come back to home and ask yourself like, what would make me happy? And and I notice that I tend to ask advice when I already know the answer and I want someone to basically just tell me I'm right or affirm what I'm thinking. So when you I've learned to when that's happening, I've learned to be like, I just need to listen to myself. I don't need someone else to like validate these thoughts or sway me in a different way because I already know the answer and if it turns out good or bad, if it turns out good, then I really honed into myself and if it turns out bad, well, now I have this learning lesson that I will act different because of it. So it does always end up being a good thing. Number three is a big one that I really struggled in therapy with. I have not been in therapy this year, but I think that I'm finally understanding it this year and being able to um, actually take my own advice, which is allowing myself to feel sad, depressed, or angry first, and then trying to process instead of feeling guilt for feeling sad, depressed, or angry, or just trying to push it down, act like it doesn't exist. 
I always thought once I got to a certain level of success or finished a certain goal, I would be this perfect person who didn't let things bother me, didn't get depressed, didn't let these negative emotions bog me down and upset me. Um, and I finally realized that that like success and being a perfect person or finishing a goal has actually nothing to do with it. Um, we can never graduate from these feelings like I wish. They will always be here at every new level we get to. And allowing myself to feel these feelings without guilt or shame actually allowed me to move through them way faster than just giving them a moment, let myself be sad, let myself be mad, cry, scream, eat a brownie if I need to, eat pasta or whatever it is, just let myself have my hissy fit, have my moment, and then pick up the pieces. And not even just pick up the pieces, but I would make myself feel so guilty like again like it was some big failure that I was letting this thing hurt me or bother me or I was reacting this way or feeling this way we can't help it I couldn't help it you can't help it it is what it is and it's okay so I think giving myself the time to just letting myself feel and process what's happening and then being able to move through it and understand it and not making myself feel bad has been a huge, huge game changer for me and my life. Number four is don't sleep on fiction books. You guys, I'm really going to try not to go off into a huge rant about this. Um, I'm, I'm going to make a podcast episode just dedicated to how fiction books have changed my life because I, so super small backstory, I used to read a ton when I was younger, like in middle school and, and elementary school. And then once I got into high school, I, I did still read, um, but not as much. Like I would just crush through books. And since high school, like I've read, you know, books here and there. And as I got older, I really have only read self-help or psychology books. So I don't know what happened, but I was on Twitter in October and I saw this like like when I say I have not read a fiction book since high school like have not touched one they almost became like why would I waste my time reading about this when I could read about self-help and when I can better myself or learn a new concept like I felt like I only use books to like learn things and and um try try to be better mentally but I saw this quote on Twitter and it was like just a little, you know, paragraph of the book. And for some reason, I was like, let me just let me just read this. And it set me down this crazy hole that, you know, two months later, almost three months later now, I've read, um, to this day, I've read 45 fiction books. And I, it has completely changed my life in so many ways. And I just could not leave this out. And I said I wasn't going to go on a rant about it. But here I am ranting about it. Because the first thing that it did for me was I have an attention span. Which I truly don't think that I've had an attention span since I don't remember. Maybe high school. Maybe before. Maybe before all the social media came out. You guys, I, I have no attention span. Like even when I would try to read self-help before, I could only read like a chapter or maybe two and even if I could get through like the chapter or two it would just take me hours I would be distracted I'd be on my phone I'd be doing house stuff I'd be texting on like it was just ridiculous and 
you don't even real. I did not even realize until I really started reading a lot, like where I got to the point where I was reading a full book in one night was then when I realized that, oh, I haven't touched my phone and not even just when I'm reading. Oh, I haven't touched my phone in the past three to four hours or, oh, I came home from date night with Matt and and I haven't touched my phone or I'm in the grocery store ordering deli meat and I haven't even looked at my phone and I'm sitting there and I'm watching everyone else be on their phone and I'm just standing there like looking around like taking in the moment and that was so unbelievably destroyed for me that like if fiction books did nothing else like I am just so grateful to have my attention span back I feel like a better person I sleep better um, I actually don't have crazy sleep problems anymore. It's it's insane. And that's just, you know, that's just one thing or one part of it. And here I am. I'm on the rant. Um, but another thing, too, is that I've these fiction books have made me feel so much compassion and empathy that I do feel like I've lost just one as I've gotten older, but also since COVID. And I don't um interact with people as much anymore I work from home and um I just work with my boyfriend so it's not like I have all these co-workers and my you know my friends are busy a lot so it's like I have I feel like when I go out in the world like you almost feel scared of others and um you're freaked out or, or I'm super freaked out I get freaked out and I'm nervous and I think reading has just made me be like, you know what? The news and the media is not an accurate representation of people. And again, I know these stories are fiction, but they sh- they let you see how other people are thinking. And to me, it's super real. I think I read stories that feel super real that I can relate a lot to the main character or all of the main characters. And it just allows you to see things from... A different viewpoint and um I know there's like a lot of hype around Colleen Hoover but I think something that she does so well because at this point I've read almost all of her books is that she really lets you understand how people with different mindsets feel we all feel the same and they're still dealing with the things that we're dealing with and people's trauma just makes them who they are it's a good thing and I'm going to stop ranting now, but the best thing I ever did was like start reading again and and start getting this. And I feel like I've healed myself so much um, through these characters. It, I'm able to identify so many parts of myself and so many doubts I had. Um, the forgiveness that I've been able to give myself. I've been hanging things over my head since high school. I'm I'm 31. Like I can't get over some of these things. And reading these stories have just made me be like, this is okay that I that I did that. Like these things that I did when I was young, like, I don't have to traumatize myself and hang these things over my head and make myself feel so bad and so guilty. And, you know, I just, I can't, I really cannot believe what these, these books have done for me. And I am going to do, like I said, a whole episode about this. I'm going to stop <laughs> talking about it. Um, but yeah, don't, don't think that just because it's a fake book, a fiction book that it, you're not going to get I feel as if I've almost gotten more out of these books healing myself than I have from self-help books because I think there's so much pressure to try to integrate this stuff and take these lessons and sometimes it feels so far away. Um, But okay, 
I'm done. So number five is, which leads into this, limit your social media intake and get your attention span back. Um, reading helped me do this. I just went on a rant, so we're just going <laughs> to skip over that. And number six, outgrowing people is okay. You don't have to feel guilty. And if someone outgrew you, it's okay to feel sad about it. But I do think that most people are in our lives for certain time periods. Um, and even if they're in our lives for long spans of time, I notice that the closeness with them will will fluctuate. And it's okay. You don't have to force things. If you feel like you aren't close to anyone right now, maybe there's just some lessons that need to be learned by you, by yourself, and you just need to tune into more of who you are and what kind of people that you want to bring in your life. Um, People always end up showing up when you're ready for them rather than when you think you want them. And this is a really hard lesson that I've had to learn because, you know, I do have great friends and I'm very grateful for them. But I think that I spent the majority of this year after having a, a falling out with my closest friend that I, I felt so alone and, and it felt as if I was never going to be able to find anyone else to understand the way that I think. And I think that that had a lot to do with me needing to understand myself better and be more confident on my own and, and feel things that I was trying to ignore and forgive myself. Um, and that's kind of where I am is that I know that when I'm ready to have, you know, this friend group or this friend that I want, then I know that that's when it'll come. And if it's not here, it's not that it's never happening. It's just that I am not ready. Number seven, blaming others robs you of the lessons needing to grow. This kind of ties into what I was saying before about taking advice from people. Um, But now this is more on yourself, where when you're blaming someone, whether you're blaming them because of something they did that made you act a different way or taking their advice or just something horrible that they did to you. Because we, as people, we just do the most fucked up shit to each other. And the older I get, the more I realize is that you don't have to worry about stranger doing anything to you. It's the people closest to you, which is horrible. And But blaming them is not good you're not gonna get anywhere and I think that blame just keeps you trapped in a place where you can't grow from the things that have happened to you so if you're still holding out blame even if you're blaming yourself you can't move on you can't move forward you can't take that lesson and make something like really beautiful out of it whether it's sharing your story with others or making a podcast or writing about it writing a book or you know, making a song or however you can creatively express that pain. I noticed that's helped me so much and letting go of the blame that you put on others is the most freeing thing you could do. I know sometimes it's so hard. There's obviously still people that I blame. There's still things I blame for myself, but I do try to look at things from a different perspective and try to find the silver lining of well, if this didn't happen, then I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be where I am and I wouldn't have this thing. So I know it's so hard. And again, it's like what I said with feeling your emotions, like feel the blame, feel the hurt, but we got to move through. We can't, can't blame someone forever. Number eight is every time I thought things weren't working out, 
or had I had failed in something, they ended up working out better than I could have ever imagined. So this is the most annoying thing anyone will ever tell you when you're in a season of waiting, but have patience. Um, I know it's just so much easier than said and done. I'm almost annoyed with myself that I even just said it, but I know it's so hard to have patience if you've been working on something for a while or a goal just feels so big. Um, When we're waiting, we can get so caught up in the mindset that we won't be okay without it. And that's actually how I've learned to have patience is I've been able to say, okay, if this thing that I want doesn't happen, I'm still okay. I'm still healthy. I still have a home. I still have, you know, an amazing relationship. And I'll name all the things. I have my dog that I love so much. And this little thing isn't going to take those things away from me. And if I think that this is going to enhance my life so much, then I have to know that even if it doesn't work out, I'm going to go make it happen anyway, and I'm going to figure it out anyway. So I know it's so hard, but that mindset has actually helped me become more patient and even patient with myself about, you know, if you don't know how to make something happen, just to give yourself the grace to to figure it out. Number nine is regret keeps you trapped. Act on what you want. If you regret something in life, you can go do it. You can go change it no matter what, no matter what it is. Um, And if you regret how you treated others or maybe if something's more permanent and you can't fix it, then you could fix it in the next person or the next life. Um, It's just like the blame. Regret and blame are just horrible. And it just keeps you trapped when you could use this to move on. 10. Anytime I got revenge on someone, I only hurt myself. I wish I didn't have so many lessons in this one. This one's really painful for me. I don't know when I became such a spiteful person in my life. Um, But that is something that I think this has taken me a few years um, to really change. And some of it just comes with age, which is great. But um, revenge never gives you what you want. It actually always made me feel so much worse. It never even hurt the person sometimes. It only hurt me. You're the one that other person can forget um, and just move on. And you're the one that's like trapped with these horrible, horrible feelings. And it's just like what I said, it just makes you regret. It makes you blame yourself. It keeps you from not being able to grow. So to me, if someone's hurt you, like the best revenge is just to move on and to live your life because someone's actively trying to hurt you, they already have the worst kind of revenge that they could have, which is to have to live with, you know, acting out of spite and acting out of revenge. So just just go live your life. Don't worry about it. Let the universe take care of it. It always does. You don't have to get someone back or do something. Just, just don't. Just don't. <laughs> 11. Forgive yourself for what you did when you were surviving. I think I've kind of been saying this through the other one, but there's a quote from a Colleen Hoover book called Heart Bones that says, there are two different kinds of wrong. The wrong that stems from weakness and the wrong that stems from strength. You made that choice because you were strong and needed to survive. You didn't make that choice because you were weak. And I love that choice. I mean, I love that quote so much because I think, and obviously read the whole book to like understand it more, but I think that it just, you know, when you're in a bad situation, when you're in survival mode, like you can't hold those things that you did 
against yourself. And I truly don't think that they are any reflection of your character. You did what you had to do to move on, to survive. And survive can mean different things to to different people, but it's all the same is that you were trying your best. And that's something when I'm hard on myself, I always try to remind myself, you were doing your best. You did the best you could. If you take those lessons and make a different outcome for the next time, then it was worth it. And sometimes you truly don't have a choice in decisions you have to make. Like you can't make the right choice. It would No one would. And the people that are judging you have never been at this rock bottom point that you've been in there. You know, it's so easy to, to say things when you've never even come close to, to feeling so down. And, and that's the thing, when you're in survival, you feel like you have no options or the one option that comes along is like, well, nothing else is going to happen. So just be be gentle with yourself because you did the right thing. Even if it feels wrong, in that moment, it was the right thing or you, or you wouldn't have done it. 12 is we are only in control of our own actions. We cannot control the other people in our life. We cannot control when someone gets back to us. We cannot control business opportunities. All we can do is show up as the best person we could be and try to do things for us that and take action on our goals and the things that we want, but that's it. Um, whatever the outcome of things are is not in our control, and every time I've tried to control things in my life, I think they've ended up really, really bad, so just try to remember that. <laughs> is 13, making decisions out of fear will usually lead to regret and blame. So I feel like I've kind of repeated the same thing in different versions, but I guess this is my biggest learning lesson of 2022. Um, Don't make decisions out of fear. And that's usually when I do have regret is when I get super nervous about things and act quickly instead of taking time to think things through. So, and also if I'm nervous about how someone else is going to respond to my decision instead of being true to myself you know what is that doing for me now this other person might feel better but I I feel like shit and it's my life so you have to do what's best for you make decisions not out of fear of others but just out of what you know will make you happy 14 if you're stuck in a rut just one small teeny change will then have the snowball effect. So for me, traveling is always my number one thing when I feel stuck. I think I'm able to fully relax and be in a new place. Change of scenery is so important, so important. And if you can't afford to travel or you can't, you don't have the time, you can't take the time off, um, go to the next town, go to the next state, go somewhere for one night, take the train somewhere, take a bus somewhere, like just get out of, I almost feel like there's like these energy pockets that, that form. And it's like when you're in the same environment for so long and you're just doing the same things, you're on robot. It's so hard to like think any differently than you've thought or feel that hope. Like when you're stuck, it's, it, you feel that way because there's no hope. The future doesn't look bright. There's no hope seeping in. It's hard. It's horrible. But I think, you know, even sometimes, like, if I can't do anything, I'll tell my hairdresser, like, do my hair, you know, not even a haircut, but just, like, curl my hair different, and I'll take a different way home. I'll go to a different grocery store. I'll, you know, start at a different section, and 
just one little change will make you feel better, make you feel alive, or just do anything that makes you feel alive when you're stuck in a rut like that. Like it's so hard. I think I'm also going to do a whole podcast episode on being stuck in a rut because December was a super hard, depressing month for me. And that's why, because I just felt like there was no (laughs) movement. And, you know, the seasons are reflecting that to me because I'm in Connecticut and it's freezing and everything's dead. And it's like, I have just had such a hard time. And the last one, number 15, is when you're judging others, try to look within yourself first. Again, the judgment will always come in and let it come in and and let yourself think what you're thinking and judge that person silently, you know, or whatever. Um, but, but then take a look at it because I've noticed that when I'm judging someone, it's usually because they have something that I'm lacking or they have something that I don't think that I possess, whether that's material or emotional. Um, They have something I clearly want or something I wish I could have or do, or it's something that I feel as if I've lost and I don't know how to go get. So always try to, and I think again, as humans, like I think we're just judgmental. Like I think it's really hard to be perfect and to never judge anyone, especially um, when that judgment is coming from a tr- like you know a place of jealousy or a place of fear, a place of loss. Like that's just natural human emotion to me. So I think it's important to just again, like I said in the beginning, is let yourself feel the emotion. You know, let yourself feel jealous, but try to figure out why and maybe maybe take a look at yourself and don't hate that other person so much so okay you guys I feel like I haven't taken a breath that whole thing so I hope that it sounded okay and I wasn't out of breath I haven't podcast in a while um so I almost like forget I have to take a breath when I'm (laughs) ranting about all this stuff um but I have really wanted to come back on the podcast and make some episodes um and I just haven't because I think I got so nervous when I started again last time that I was going to need to have a step-by-step instruction for you guys to tell you, oh, take these steps to rid this thing or this feeling. And it caused me so much stress because it felt like I couldn't. And what I realized in this time is that everyone is so different and everyone is going through such their own things that For me to try to come up with a checklist or a five-step formula to to heal you would feel so fake and so inauthentic to me. And what I realized and what has inspired me to get back into the podcast is I just want to talk about my experiences. I want to talk about the lessons that I've learned and the things that I have done that have helped me grow um, my business and grow as a person and grow... Um, mentally, emotionally, physically. And I think that that is the best way that I can help you. And also that's just the best way that I learn, which I think is why, to bring it back, why fiction books have actually changed my life so much because I always feel better learning from someone's experience. I love listening to interviews of you know people that I like, like even if they're a celebrity, because I can't wait to hear like their little nuggets of truth and how I could take that in and 
And again, if you have, if you do just feel alone, hearing someone else's story that feels similar to yours can really help you feel less alone, less crazy. So that's the new approach that I'm going to take with this podcast, and I'm actually really excited about it. Um, So I don't know what I'm going to record next, but I will definitely be speaking about the experiences I have been through. So that's why this was like a great first one to get back into. So if you do have anything that you want me to talk about, um, send me an email at hello at ascendify.com. And if not, I will see you next week. Bye, everyone.